goodness. It's still so hot. It's unbearable out there. It is ridiculous. Yesterday, our parking lot, well, not our parking lot, but the mulch in our parking lot might have spontaneously caught on fire. Okay. I don't think it actually did. I think more likely there was like a cigarette wrap butt or something that got left underneath of something and then it just started to smoke. But there was a moment where Rick was out there and he was pretty sure that it was so hot that it spontaneously combusted in our parking lot. <laughs> there you go. Just the heat of the, the heat Texas of the summer <sighs> is catching Engulfing the lo- your lawn on fire. Lot, <laughs> engulfing our parking lot in flames. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I believe it. Try to claim that one on your insurance. <laughs> sure. No it's, officer. It's, it's just too hot. That's why the building burned down. That's it. Yeah. What can we do? All right, welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazaroff with me as always. Pastor David Bowser. How are we doing, Patrick? And no Elise McCarter. Aw. She's back on vacation. Again. Hilton Head. Tell you what, living the dream. Yeah. Okay. Cross country flights, go on a vacation. For sure. It's a good time. Like, it's a good time to get out of Texas. <laughs> it is a very good time to get out of, or at least out of anywhere that has this kind of heat i think other places have this heat too sure yeah but i'm living it now so i'm ready to get out of it now (laughs) to get out of it right now absolutely i'll take uh what's door number three you know like (laughs) i'll take my chances (laughs) i'll I'll risk it yeah all right uh i just got back from a junior high mission trip yeah how you feeling like i was spent three days with middle school boys yeah sleeping on the floor with middle school boys yeah yeah it's pretty fun stuff Uh yeah constantly telling them you know don't hit each other with a shoe at right. midnight. Uh-huh. Stop yeah. whipping each other with the wet towel. Sure. Get back in your bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's uh, my four-year-old is better behaved. So sure. Yeah. The number of things that you said this week that you thought, why would I ever have to say this to another human being? And it's just yeah. A- <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's always interesting, you know. Yeah. But they're good kids. Are they? Well, they're yeah, kids. No, kid, they're kids. They're kids. Kids are kids. God yeah. loves them. One way or another. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of boys. That's yeah. that was the pro- the, yeah. the hardest part. There's 12 kids and nine of them are Ooh, boys. Yeah. So I at mean, that uh, age group, you really do need the the hmm, what what's the best way to say this? You just need the female gender. That's what you need. Well, you they just, mature faster, they so do. I need yeah, a little need bit more maturity. maturity. Yeah. yeah. Their insight, their wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Although uh, when we, we we did go swimming, and uh, you know, middle school boys have like kind of one move, and that's we should all spray the girls in the face with water guns for an hour and a half. Obviously, yeah, yeah. that's still my move. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but they were on one side. Of the, the girls went to one side of the pool, and the boys like splashed them so much that they left. But the boys inadvertently splashed water out of the pool onto their own shoes. <laughs> so <laughs> fitting. Which uh, you know, look, it works. Yeah, yeah. the punishment fits the crime. Yep. I guess. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yep. What's worse is that none of them saw that as a punishment. No. <laughs> this is in no way a deterrent. Are they? At least they never saw a correlation. Right. <laughs> How did our shoes get so wet? Yeah. <laughs> why are my shoes wet? Yeah. They, they could not comprehend that their own <laughs> actions hurt themselves. <laughs> does not compute. Does not yeah. compute. <laughs> Um, how do you feel about a uh, Subway sandwiches? Man, we, I feel like we rag on Subway a lot. We do. They make some good, they make some fun news. I'll tell you that. Uh, you know, I don't hate Subway. I don't like seek it out, but if it's provided, I'll eat it. That's fine. They're kind of everywhere. Like yeah. that's, and in small towns. So like yeah. I definitely have eaten Subway like on a mission trip because yeah, like you're driving it's through, safe. it's a small yeah. town. It's there, yeah. you know, like, so. It's going to be the same questionable meat there as it is here. So, you know, at least 100 consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely do not see it. If I want a fast sandwich, yeah. it is low on the list. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Almost not even there. Yeah. You know, I, Jersey Mike's or a um, Firehouse. Sure. Much, much. Yeah, Jason's. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Not uh, Panera. That's that's probably even below Subway. If you <laughs> if you roll into a town and your options are Burger King or Subway. I'd go Subway. Subway, go 100%. Subway? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Burger King is the bottom tier fast food. Okay. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I was just curious where Subway yeah. was falling on that ranking. Yeah. Uh, what, about, what about Taco Bell in there? I, I would eat Taco Bell over Subway. No, Taco Bell definitely bottom. No. no. Nothing is below Taco Bell. Well, the thing is, Subway, you also have to go inside. <laughs> there's that there's no drive like, yeah. you have to get like, out of your car yeah and i, I don't want to do that and yeah, i don't want to go fair. in there yeah, yeah. you know like so taco bell and i don't have to like leave my car is higher than going into a subway okay all right i'm with you yeah all right <clears throat> um well subway has a new promotion you know okay maybe you want to get in on this it's uh well Unfortunately, it looks like it's closed by the time this comes out. Excellent. uh, Late breaking news. Late breaking, yeah. (laughs) There you go. But I saw this and I thought it was funny. Um, You could win free sandwiches for life Uh if you change your name to Subway. Wow. Okay. So if I legally change my name, is first or last? I assume first. So Subway Bowser? Yeah. Or is it like first, middle, like Subway? First is Sub. Yeah. Last is Way. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got to be all one. You got to be all one word. Subway Bowser. Yeah. Yeah. So is my nickname because I'm Sub? Sure. Yeah, you could probably go by that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not into it. That's. I don't need. Not sandwiches. interested in changing your name to Subway. Bad. No. No. And here's the thing. It's not if you change your name to Subway, you get free sandwiches for life. It's if you change your name to Subway, you could. You could win. You get free en- sandwiches. You get entered into a drawing. You get entered that? into the contest. How yeah. many people do they anticipate legally changing their name to Subway? Um, that is a great question. Because that, that's a process to like. Oh, okay. Them. Sorry. Sorry. Um, you, you you agree to change your name if randomly selected, so you don't ah. have to do it beforehand. Okay, so I enter the contest yeah. and then I'm drawn, and if I get drawn, then I agree to change my name and yeah. I get free subway for a year. Correct. For for, for life. life. For life. For life. Um, it you seems like a tattoo that seems like a good idea at the time that you're going to regret in a yeah. couple of years. We actually, I think you were not on the podcast, but at least I covered a a mayonnaise company was giving out free mayonnaise for life if you get a mayonnaise tattoo. Wow. So. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I missed that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and Subway will reimburse the winner for legal and processing costs connected with the name change. So, you know, wow. you got that okay. going for it. Yeah. Then probably you have to go down to, you know, the court to change yeah. your name, which is a process. And then get Subway's lawyer to, like, show up with you. And <laughs> sure. The Subway lawyer. Yes. The sandwich law. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, tort in some languages refers to a sandwich, so it's probably tort law. That's, why, that's probably what it is. All right. So Subway did mention this. In 2022... A super fan of Subway uh-huh. camped out for two days to get a foot-long tattoo of the Subway Series logo in exchange for free Subway for life. So there are some Subway peeps out there. Two di- wait. He, he it was they, they had a, a tattoo contest, I guess. Okay. And he, he camped out for two days to get this tattoo. To get a tattoo was but, the place not open otherwise. Like I don't understand. I why, think it's probably like camp I think this. it's probably like the first person at like blank, and so he oh. got there and like just okay. camped out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not into it. Is there a fast food that you would change your name for in order to get it for the rest of your life for free? That's a good question. Any company get yeah. their stuff for free? I mean, obviously, yes, for some companies, right? Well, sure. I'm thinking just like, but for for food, that for, for the like fast the, food companies, yeah. I mean, because like, yeah, if I could Chick Fil A like, Nazaroff. Ooh, okay. Whataburger Nazaroff. What? I, yeah, Whataburger would be a strong choice. Yeah, those would yeah. probably be the two leading contenders. Sure. Because, you know, I want something that I could eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, you, you want know? the variety. Sure. I want all three that I could I could enjoy. Yeah, which limits like a Chipotle or something, like, which could be a good option. But then you're yeah. like, you're really, so, you know, you're in. Like Again, you're on, on burritos. Got to get out of my car. So, you know, like, <laughs> that's yeah, strike against. Get, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
right. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, it, this is for the promotion of its new Delay Deli Hero. <laughs> Delay Hero. <laughs> That's fancy. So, so French. Yeah. The Deli Hero, which now they oh, slice like, their meat. Is this like G-Y-R-O Hero? 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 Is that what no, it is? No, it's, it's Deli Hero. Okay. D-L-I- D-E-L-I Hero. But like superhero, not like Euro. Hero, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. okay. Um, it's it's then now meat slicers. Now slice the meat instead of like the pre-portioned <laughs> meat that's like in the cooling tray, you know, that they just, uh-huh. they pull it out like a wad of cash. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Count it out for you. Give you a couple bucks a ham here. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I don't feel like this improves the situation at all, but all right. Yeah. They invested more than $80 million in deli meat slicers. Okay. Feels like a lot. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stores. There's, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. Deli slicers are not cheap. I did read that Subway for like if you're franchising out, like it's like the cheapest franchise to get to because like it involves no cooking. Mm -hmm. All you need is plugs. Yep, that's it. Yeah, you don't need the stove and all that stuff. Yeah, yes, because everything has come come pre made. What what would be your? Now you need a deli slicer. That's true. What would be your go to at Subway? Uh, Spicy Italian on uh, on their Italian urban cheese bread. Yeah, uh, with some uh, lettuce and a sprinkle of their or. Spraying of their uh, spicy, uh, what they have a spicy mayo or something like that on there, okay. like, yeah. a, like an aioli. Yeah, yes. it is like an aioli. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's a good choice. The yeah. the Italian is is mm-hmm. a good choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that's what I would get. Maybe you know if I'm feeling risky, you know, might go meatball. But yeah, mm. it's usually like good on the way in, but you know, sure, we'll yeah. just leave it at that. <laughs> What about one of the seafood options? Would no, you the, the hard tuna? pass. Absolutely. Oh, I don't like tuna in general. Like okay. canned tuna. Well, they tuna also have tinges. like their seafood mix, which is like crab meat. None like, of that is sounding better. That <laughs> sounds horrific. Yeah, I mean, this is like gas station sushi, right? Like there's, yeah, there's just some sure. things where you're like, you got to know that that's not a good idea. Yeah, a guy I worked with at summer camp would get that at, at Subway in Lagrange. I'm like, why are you getting Ooh. this seafood in Lagrange? Yeah, mix? this is like, not this a good is, choice. Yeah. This is uh, from Subway again. Yeah. That's a terrible decision yeah. i mean you're already make going to subway so you know decision is a little right. you know sus but <laughs> but once you're in the store there are there are no, better but, yeah. and worse options yes absolutely yeah. yeah all right so what is there anything you would change your name for for free for life oh man free for life change my name um hmm. amazon bowser has a nice ring to it sure <laughs> yeah maybe flights Ooh, yeah united bowser yeah i could i could down that southwest yeah. nazareth yeah delta yeah, if you're Delta Bowser, that's like a, I'd almost like pick the airline based on which one sounds coolest at that <laughs> sure, point. Yeah. Like, yeah, regardless of like chains, like I don't want to, I don't want to be JetBlue Bowser. That's not fun. No, no. Well, JetBlue is probably a nicer flight though than Delta <laughs> or Southwest or United. Isn't JetBlue one of the ones where you have to like pay for everything? I don't know. I think that's um, uh, that's Spirit. I mean, it definitely is Spirit. I think well, Spirit is, would be you know that's a pretty solid name. It is a solid name. Because like, not a great flight. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, Spirit Bowser, that's interesting. You wouldn't yeah. necessarily it's like think, a, yeah, it's a choice. You yeah, wouldn't yeah. necessarily think that's a flight. That's yeah. an airline. You could definitely like run into a kid named Spirit ever, just not ironically. Yeah, not yeah in 2023, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Although it's spelled with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and there's probably like a silent F in there or something. Yeah. Yeah, Delta. I think uh, there was uh, actress Delta Burke. She was on okay. Designing Women. There you go. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so maybe you think that's a girl's name. Yeah. You, know, you could go with like one of the uh, international airlines. You could be like Lufthansa, Nazareth, oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> British Airways, Nazareth. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Alaskan Air. That's there you go. Our American Airlines. American. 
I thought you know, American yeah. is America would be a little bit more. Yeah, has some probable. other connotations in today's yeah. political climate that I'm not For sure we want to be associated with. So that's fair enough. Yeah, there. All right, uh, let us know if you would change your name to Subway or any other fast food yeah, restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. For free for life. Yeah. I just want to know, what is that? You know, I can go in there and get 10 subs or like one sub a day is probably what it is. That's probably, yeah, probably like one meal a day. Yeah. I have a friend who just won a gelato for a year and they got a little punch card that's basically like once a week they can go and get a okay. free thing of gelato. So that's really only 52 gelatos. That's, that's not as exciting as for a year. I mean, she didn't have to change her name for it. She just that's, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I do not have the details on that. Yeah, I guess you could go like 52 days straight and then your year is up. Although right? at, at time of recording, this contest is still out there, so we could enter. It's not too late. It's I'm not, I'm not I. going to enter. You go right ahead. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave you to it. <laughs> All right, uh, let's jump into our topic. We are back in the Bible. Yeah. For our series, Is, is, it, is it in the Bible? Is it? Yeah. We're, we'll find out. Yeah. yeah. We got three topics that we're going to hit today. Okay. Uh, we're going to start with uh, one that's kind of been uh, a listener request. A couple of people have mentioned to me that they want to hear about this. And, okay. uh, and we've kind of wanted to talk about it for a while, and I've kind of uh, touched on it here and there. Uh, we're going to jump into purgatory and see Do what I we Do I give my out. answer now or wait? <laughs> yeah, you can give your answer now. What is it? No. Yeah. Well, all right. So here's what we're going to But it's interesting. It is interesting. <laughs> and if you're Catholic, you're definitely going to say yes. Uh, sure. If you're not Catholic, you're almost definitely going to say no. Now, but if you're Catholic, are you going to say yes? Because like there, it's you're getting some sources from the Catholic Bible that the Protestants don't use. Well, we're going to get into that. Okay, but a little bit, yes. Sure. But all right. Now, so, are we also going to get into limbo? Oh, we're not touching on limbo because I think that actually the Catholic Church has said limbo no longer exists. Okay. I think that uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll just give a little spoiler. You know, they'll tease at limbo at the end. Yeah, know? I think the last Pope yeah. said no more limbo. I don't remember for okay. sure. I don't follow all of that. So it's in like a parties, like they were getting their, right. like hurting their backs, <laughs> trying to right. go underneath <laughs> the little bar, <laughs> the aging church and stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's start with uh, let's start with defining purgatory. Uh, this is my uh, definition. So purgatory would be where souls go after death for an unknown amount of time in order to be sanctified or made holy uh, before going to heaven. Uh, that's the intention of purgatory. So you die, uh-huh. um, and the belief is after you die, your soul is not yet holy enough to go to heaven. Yes, but you're good enough that you don't have to go to hell and so you go to purgatory and something happens to you in purgatory mm-hmm. that makes you holy and then eventually you get to go to heaven okay uh it's kind of like when uh, i send my daughter back to wash her hands because she comes out of the bathroom and i'm like there's clearly still mud on your hands i can see that you ran water over them but you're clearly still dirty sure go wash them again purgatory is like go wash them again yeah, that's okay. kind of the intention okay. right. um luther was not a fan and did not like it in most yeah. part because at the time of Luther, uh, they were the Catholic Church was selling these things called indulgences, which sure. we've talked about before. And there was this thing called a plenary indulgence, which was basically a get out of purgatory free card. <laughs> and so you could pay, and then they'd sign a little piece of paper, and whoever yeah. you wanted was just sure out of purgatory. So, so, <laughs> so this is not even for you. You're saying like the Catholic Church is saying like, hey, your great grandmother. You, you, could do, you give her, give us some money, and we could, we'll get her out of purgatory. You could do it for great grandma. You could do it for you. You could do it for your child. Like okay. whatever. Like you could do a get out of purgatory in advance card, right? So like sure. you've got this card, and now you're like, I'm good to get out of purgatory anytime I want. Sure. Um, you could absolutely do that. Okay. And Luther was like, this is 
not cool and yeah. not not in line with what Luther was reading in scripture. Uh, there's also something that apparently it's not there. right because that's not there. Uh, there's something apparently saints can like skip purgatory. Like that's what part of what makes them saints uh, because they were so holy in this life for sure. Things yeah. that like, they go right past. Like they get, not, they got the fast pass to Disneyland exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say they passed go. And, yeah, yeah. Anyway, whatever metaphor you want to use. Yeah. Um, but so what has developed is this idea of praying for the dead. Mm-hmm. And so particularly like you go into a Catholic church, right? And you see people lighting candles in front of saints and things like that. One of the things that they might be doing is praying for um, their relatives who have died, who are according to Catholic belief, likely in purgatory. And mm-hmm. they pray for that soul um, to be purified and let out of purgatory and let into heaven. Okay. That's the, that's part of the prayer. Um, so the question then, uh, now that we kind of have an understanding of what purgatory is, is that in the Bible? Um, and yeah, you and I are definitely both going to say no, but let's talk about a little bit where it came sure. from. Yeah. Uh, it became formalized as a Catholic teaching in like the 11th century. That's when it became like a place. Okay. So uh, we're talking 10 hundreds. Uh, at some point somebody said, yeah, this is a physical place where your soul goes after death. Um, before that, there was this kind of uh, thought of an interim existence uh, between death and heaven, of some place mm-hmm. where uh, you went in order to uh, be purified, be made holy, but there wasn't an understanding of like a physical sure. named place. Yeah. Um, it likely has roots in Hellenistic philosophy. Uh, and Hellenistic philosophy would be like Greek philosophy that was in uh, the culture around Israel kind of before Jesus, mm-hmm. um, but after the return from exile. Okay. So uh, Israel comes back, reestablishes the nation. Jesus is not yet born. That kind of window where we don't have any stories in the Protestant Bible. Sure. We don't really have any stories into that uh, period of time. That's kind of what we call the, the Hellenistic period. Okay. And so that's probably where some of this philosophical thought developed of like, well, there's got to be some place where we go um, because we're not good enough yet. Yeah. Right. Um, and so where do we get the references? If you're talking to Catholics, they're going to start in a place that we probably have never read. A book, sure. a book called Second Maccabees. Okay. Have you ever read Second Maccabees? I've I've not read first nor second. Okay. So, uh, second. But Mac- I am. You've heard it. Kind of familiar. You know that the book Maccabees. Like if I say the book of Maccabees, you know it exists. Yeah. It, and there's like a fight. There's a little war. Yep. <laughs> so like there, I know that. There's happening. a revolt. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's in between the Israelites have come out of Babylon. Yep. They rebuilt Jerusalem. There you go. And pre Jesus, it's in that. In that window, six hundred ish years, yep, uh, where Maccabee exists. So that's what I would know. And there You're is nailing it. a fight, you know, yeah. our battle in there. Yeah, there's a revolt. Yeah, yeah. so uh, it's a it's a Jewish revolt against, I believe, against the Roman rulers at the time. I could yeah. be I could be wrong about uh, which people were <laughs> ruling at the time, but we'll go with that. Sure. Um, but so there's this. They ultimately t- lost. <laughs> they did. They did ultimately lose. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Israelite nation has not had great luck in uh, revolutions. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. If you're if you're looking at history and somebody asks you, did they win that? The answer is probably no. Yeah. Um, so Second Maccabees uh, chapter twelve. Um, this is uh, what we hear. This is verse forty three. Uh, he. This is uh, the ruler whose name I think was Judas, or not the leader of this revolution whose name I think was Judas. He also took up a collection, man by man, to the amount of 2,000 drachmas of silver and sent it to Jerusalem to provide for a sin offering. In doing this, he acted very well and honorably, taking account of the resurrection. For if he were not expecting that those who had fallen would rise again, it would have been superfluous and foolish to pray for the dead. So this is uh, where we start. Uh, with this notion of needing to pray for the dead, that those who had died mm-hmm. um, needed our prayers in order to be 
made holy and and be right before God. Yeah. And this is a pre-Jesus thought, right? This is uh, Maccabees did not have any understanding of Jesus as Messiah, no understanding of the New Testament. And so it's Catholics going back uh, and reading uh, passages like this. And so in general, when we talk about purgatory, we're going to get into passages that are talking about things like uh, refining fire or mm. purification or being made holy. And all of those have then been interpreted as, oh, well, that means purgatory. Mm-hmm. And so there are lots of places in Scripture where you can look and talk about refining fire or being made holy yeah. or other things like that. Um, and then the question is, how are you interpreting it? It's kind of like what we did with uh, uh, the Trinity, right? Mm-hmm. The word Trinity never appears in Scripture. Sure. The word purgatory never appears in Scripture. Um, but depending on what your starting place is, okay. you can go back and look at a lot of verses and okay. see that. Okay. I, you know, I think that that is at least a compelling argument. You know, like, yeah. I, I don't agree with it, but at least, yep. at least it, they're having something there. Right? Yeah. 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 It's... It's not like, hey, here's this thing that we completely made up, sure. right? Like indulgences, this thing we completely made up. There's not even like roots in scripture for indulgences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there's at least this notion of, hey, we pray for the dead. Why do we pray for the dead? Why would we have to pray for the dead if uh, if they're immediately in heaven? Now, in the Lutheran church, we don't pray for the dead because mm-hmm. we do believe that God's grace is sufficient to immediately uh, sure. spring, uh, holes, or spring holes, spring souls uh, into heaven. Um, so... Uh, couple other uh, of options or a couple other passages that we can uh, think about uh this is malachi 3 this is in our protestant bible mm-hmm. uh he will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver and he will purify the sons of levi and refine them like gold and silver till they present right offerings to the lord this is one that's support or interpreted as support of purgatory or from the book of matthew chapter 5 uh, truly i say to you you will never get out till you have paid the last penny and this thing that you're never getting out of is interpreted as being purgatory. Now, uh-huh. Jesus does not say purgatory. Jesus is talking about uh, other stuff, but uh, you'll never get out until you've paid the last penny. Mm-hmm. is interpreted as purgatory. Uh, and then there's one uh, last thing here that I, I thought was interesting. This is from the Nath- National Catholic Register, uh-huh. uh, which is a very conservative Catholic publication here in the U.S. Um, and it uh, starts by quoting uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become manifest. For the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test what short, or what sort of work each one has done. If the work which any man has built up on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. That's the passage. Here's the quote from the National Catholic Register. This is a clear and obvious allusion to purgatory. Thus thought thought St. Cyprian, St. Ambrio, St. Jerome, Pope St. Gregory the Great, Origen, and St. Augustine. So they do do have a lot of old dead guys on their side. (laughs) Calling them out. These dudes thought it. Yeah. I will say I've read 1 Corinthians 3 many times and have never thought to myself, that's so obviously purgatory. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) But they very strongly... Uh, clear and obvious allusion to purgatory. Okay. So that's that. I mean, yeah, if you're if you're on a Catholic uh, perspective, I think you can make an argument that you need to pray for souls. Yeah. Um, but from the Lutheran perspective, God's grace is sufficient to free us from anything immediately, and the prayer sure. for the souls is no longer necessary. Now, there are Protestants out there yeah. who don't believe... <laughs> End of sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there more? Yeah, just letting you know. Um, who probably would say they don't believe in purgatory. Yeah. But perhaps their view of the afterlife is Mm -hmm. borrowing some of these ideas and just not calling them purgatory. Yeah, absolutely. Like the idea of 
there are some people out there who are not quite ready for heaven yeah and will go through a period of whether that's hell yeah. or something else yeah and that prepares them to get ready for heaven mm-hmm. they just won't call it they but they don't use the word purgatory yeah. attached to it so what do we make of this kind of like protestant shift that kind of sounds like purgatory if you're being honest yeah 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 i I think within the lutheran church you probably wouldn't find people who hold that particular stance yeah um now but uh, yeah in other branches of protestantism i would say that that's probably not been fully thought through like the the ramifications of what they're um praying for and what they're uh, saying there probably is not something that they've taken the time to like theologically think through step by step it just feels instinctively right for sure like I, i totally understand the instinct to say like this person was kind of crummy, but I really want—I really want to pray that God has mercy yeah, yeah. on them. Like, Absolutely. I'm yeah. like, and th- and that's a slightly different prayer than what you're saying too, right? Like, mm. praying for God's mercy to be true for this person for is sure. different than I think this person is somewhere and needs prayers in order to get out of that place. Yeah. Um. So I, I think it's just something that we haven't fully thought through, and I don't know. It's hard for me to put myself in that place because it's not how I think about it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I just, you know, wanted to, to throw that out there. That's totally Because I think yeah. that there are, there is a little bit of, I like some of the ideas of purgatory, right? Like mm. personally, yeah. even though I don't find them in scripture, yeah. and I don't think it's true, <laughs> sure. but the idea of like, okay, you didn't quite make it first chance. Mm-hmm. Here's chance number two, yeah. and you're going to keep trying until you get it right. And that, you know has some comfort attached to it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for ourselves or for our loved ones or for those uh, yeah. that we're yeah, concerned yeah. about. You know, we see a loved one who battles addiction, fails, and you're like, mm, they didn't quite live the life I wanted them to live or they think they could have lived. Yeah. And purgatory is kind of the, they get one more shot, right? Like, here's, let's, let's swipe the slate clean sure. and figure it out again in the next life. So I do understand a draw, mm-hmm. even if I don't think it's real. No, I hear that. And, and and I also think, personally, it's hard, you know, when it comes to, like, your everlasting home is, like, the, you know, one day to, you know, 100 years. Is that, like, that's all you get? Mm-hmm. Is that much time? And if you didn't figure it out in that much time... It's over. Yeah. You know, like you didn't like whether good or bad, you know, like you you took this last breath and if the second after, you know, you you know, for use a Protestant mm-hmm. evangelical term, accepted Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah, yeah. too late. You know, yeah. like so I do I, I do think that there are people who like maybe they don't that like notion. purgatory, yeah. but the idea that there is one more shot sure. on the second half. Yeah, and I, yeah. I think that's something that like even you know, I, I've talked about this on the podcast before as someone who subscribes to what we'd call universal hope, right? That yeah. my, my hope and my prayer is that God's grace and his mercy is so abundant that God yeah. doesn't stop until all people are redeemed, right? And that yeah. if hell exists, hell is empty, right? And that if purgatory exists, purgatory is empty because sure. all people have been... I just don't know how that's going to happen, For right? Sure. Yeah. I can't look at scripture and say, oh, well, there's clearly a purgatory. And and like, I can, I do pray that God be is merciful enough to redeem all of humanity right that's a prayer that i pray on a regular basis especially when you know i look out of the world and see what's going on for sure um i just don't fall back on this concept of purgatory to to bring me that comfort right my comfort is in i see jesus in scripture revealed as a merciful god who will not stop until all things are redeemed like that Mm -hmm. that's my comfort that i fall back on yeah yeah absolutely i think but i think he does give us 
the afterlife is a bit yeah. of a mystery. Absolutely. And I think it's okay to say like, I don't quite get it. Yeah. And there's a lot that I'm not fully saying like, I know for sure. I know who's going and I know who's not. Yeah. And obviously, and obviously I'm one of the ones that's going (laughs) to heaven, you know, like, so I think it's okay to be like, I don't quite sure what that is. The idea of a purgatory, I'm not sold on. Yeah. I don't think it's supported by scripture. Like, I don't think that passage you read from second Corinthians is like, (laughs) Clear it is clear, yeah. clear as day. You know, like we Thank got you, Saint it. Saint Ambrose and yeah. Pope Gregory the Great. Yeah, and <laughs> Jerome. Yeah. yeah, classics. You know, yeah. good old yeah. Saint Jerry. But I do think that yeah, the what happens when you die, yeah. who gets to go to heaven is more ambiguous than maybe you previously thought sure. in like Sunday school. Yeah, you know? and I mean this kind of gets yeah. us to our nod to limbo, right? I mean yeah. the initial teaching of limbo was what happens to babies who sure. die before they can be baptized for sure uh, and especially this was you know a, a theology that was kind of developed in a time when lots of babies died in childbirth yeah uh, and you know the mortality rate was really high it was very dangerous to have a child and it was not always likely that a priest was going to be close enough to baptize that child sure uh, and so what happens like is this child you know condemned forever simply because the priest didn't get out of bed fast enough or couldn't get on a horse fast enough or whatever, right? You sure. know, is that yeah, what? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's where this kind of limbo idea is that limbo was where babies would go um, until God could redeem them. And, and so like there's, there's a compassion to purgatory. There's compassion to theologies like limbo. Mm-hmm. They're just not rooted in scripture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right. So is purgatory in the Bible? Nope. Nah. But yeah. I get it. If it's your jam, it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna like sit here and argue with a Catholic about whether purgatory is meaningful or not. If it's meaningful, there, for there, you, are, there are far more greater things to argue with Catholics about. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> We've got bigger <laughs> issues to fry. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to one. Uh, as long as we're on this mystery and things we don't understand, dragons. Okay. Are dragons in the Bible? What do you think? Are dragons in the Bible? The word dragon is in the Bible. The, yeah. The, there are more dragons in the Bible than there is purgatory. <laughs> yeah. You could definitely make a greater case for dragons than purgatory. Yeah. So I think what we're going to see, I've got a couple uh, of examples for us here. Um, I'm not going to read these passages, but these are just things for you to look up. Uh, throughout the Old Testament, dragons pop up in a lot of visions. Yeah. Um, so in Ezekiel chapter 29, uh, we metaphorically call Pharaoh a dragon, uh, mm-hmm. and so we uh, see the word dragon pop up there. Uh, Psalm 74, uh, God, uh, this is a quote, divided the sea by your might. You broke the heads of the dragons in the waters. You crushed the heads of the Leviathan. Uh, you gave him as food for the creatures of the wilderness. Uh, and then Isaiah 34, there's actually a really interesting translation question here because some versions will translate this as a dragon and other places translate Isaiah 34 as a jackal, which okay. is like an animal that we know like have we have jackals yeah those are two different things right so <laughs> i don't know what's going on there yeah. um but one of the things that i think is interesting about this the psalm piece in particular is that there clearly was an understanding in ancient israel of this mythical creature called a dragon yeah that clearly existed in their consciousness um maybe not like game of thrones style but they clearly understood that there mm. were these things called dragons but what they have also clearly understood by psalm 74 is that god is more powerful than any of these mythical creatures yes whatever these mythical creatures are god has authority and power over them there is nothing and in some places right this is kind of the isaiah piece um they're used to demonstrate places where god is not 
Mm-hmm. And so uh, whether it's dragons or jackals, it's demonstrating God, this this part portion is forsaken and God is no longer there. And so it's taken over by the dragon jackals. Yeah. Um, whatever that might be. And so I, I think we get that metaphorical image uh, very mm-hmm. strongly throughout the Old Testament. Where we have a very clear dragon is Revelation. Is Revelation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we get into some fun stuff. And there really is. Yeah, it's not just a reference. Like the it's dragon's doing stuff. A main character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is uh, kind of an essential piece of the Revelation story. Yeah. It is sweeping stars out of the sky with yep. its tail. Yeah. It is trying to devour a baby. Yeah. <laughs> at, like waiting at the childbirth to eat this baby. Yeah. Chasing, chasing a woman, woman yep. across the galaxy. Yeah. I mean, it is incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a really. We've covered Revelation, and you should definitely listen to that, because Revelation is a really interesting, it has is. some incredible imagery. And this is some incredible, incredible stuff that, yeah. that we're writing about this dragon. Also makes you feel like maybe you accidentally took acid. <laughs> yeah. What does it mean? It's a little bit more of a mystery, yeah, but it is knows. fun to read. Yeah. So you know, if you're going to ask the question, are dragons in the Bible, um, are there physical like dragons that are ridden by people through battles like Game of Thrones? No. Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is the is the mythical con- concept of dragon as something that we as a people understand in the Bible? Yeah, absolutely. So this would I I don't know the answer to this question, but I think oh, it's good. interesting. Um, what would the ancient Israelites who are you know hearing from Ezekiel or yeah. Psalms, what image of a dragon mm. do they have? Because really, there's two big ones, right? There's yeah. European dragons, which mm-hmm. are like giant fire fire breathing lizards. Yeah, and then but there's the Asian dragon, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is more like a cat and long and skinny mm-hmm. and has kind of that connotation. It, I mean, it has scales, but it, it seems more feline in nature with yeah. whiskers yeah, yeah. and kind of more fluffy in a sense. Yeah. So what do they think a dragon is? That's a, a fair question. I yeah. don't have any good uh, references for this. but this and that's is, okay. Yeah. This is going to be my assumption based on what little I know of dragon lore. Okay. Um, the, in the, within, it's probably closer to Europeans than Asia. <laughs> if it, I'm guessing. it is, yeah, yeah. because within Asian culture, the dragon is revered, right? Yeah. And the dragon is, uh, uh, you know, seen as protector. And mm-hmm. you know, we get a little bit of this in uh, Rhea and the Dragon. What was that movie that? Oh, yeah. they, uh, but you see, a little, like the dragons all had like different purposes, right? Yeah. And so they were, they were not something that you feared. Like mm-hmm. you, you had awe for the dragon sure. in the same way that you fear God. You might have yeah. feared a dragon, but you weren't afraid of the dragon. Sure. Um, the context within what we're reading here. Uh, seems to be more along the lines of dragons are something to be afraid of that need to For be sure. conquered and yeah. avoided because God is more powerful than those things. So I would guess what actually happened is that the European understanding of dragons comes out of this vein, right? So yeah. like, it's not like it came down from Europe into the Middle East because that's not the direction of human travel. But I think that sure. uh, yeah. this understanding of uh, dragons went up into Europe and kind of fed into what we now know as like the European For sure. how to train your dragon dragons. Yeah. So I guess in the end, how to train your dragon they were, they were, they were nice. Yeah. Yeah. That changes the metaphor. But anyway, uh, that, that would be my yeah. guess. Yeah. No, no. I, I think that makes sense. Yeah. And I think, you know, I've heard like references to dragons or the Leviathan that you yeah. mentioned in mm-hmm. Job. We say like God tamed the Leviathan yeah. or the behemoth. And some people will be like, well, that's dinosaurs. Yeah. And I'm not sure that's a reasonable translation I yeah mean, i mean it's not maybe it's not a translation but it, you, or, you also can figure like these people were walking the earth sure and they were in like deserts and stuff like that it is entirely possible that at some point they found a giant di- yeah skull or yeah dinosaur bone. bones right yeah. like, they could have as, as easily found yeah. uh what we would now call an archaeological site as anybody else right they could yeah. have stumbled upon that and then they say like what is this big thing sure i don't know 
Uh, but that looks like a head. Those are really big teeth. This is a behemoth. This is a Leviathan. Like they didn't for sure have the same understanding yeah. of it. We did. So, you know, to say like that's definitely dinosaurs. Like I don't think that means that God is, or that the Bible is implying that Job walked on the earth at the same time as dinosaurs. No. Um, but it is an understanding that yeah. there were these beasts that they had found evidence of that they didn't know what they were. For sure. And I mean, they're the Israelites, like every ancient culture, are going to be yeah. influenced by other ancient cultures Absolutely. from Babylon to Egypt, and they have their own versions of maybe not a dragon, yeah. but of mythological creatures. I mean, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. giant sphinx you can go look at mm-hmm. today yep. in Egypt. There are not sphinxes on the earth, yep. you know, but like they all have their own mythological, you know, beasts. And I yeah. think these passages that you're mentioning here are just saying like even those powerful mythological beasts, stories of lore. God is more powerful. Yeah. They serve God or God has defeated them. Yeah. Yes. So the Sphinx, even though it doesn't have to be a real thing, God can say, I'm bigger than that. Yeah. You know, and so, but that doesn't necessarily say like, yeah, there's Sphinxes on this world. Exactly. You know, God is fighting them. Yeah. 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 Yep. So is there a dragon in the end? Uh, I'm going to lean towards no. I mean, there might be a dragon in, like, if if, if Revelation comes to pass, if that's, like, what Revelation is set up to do. There might be. There might be a dragon coming. A dragon-ish creature. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. Are there dragons in the world? Definitely not. Probably not. Is there a dragon at the end times? Potentially. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? We'll find out. But the end times are also, like... uh, I'm not sticking my claim on anything. Yeah. <laughs> Except God wins. Sure. Yeah. That's a that's a good thing to stick your claim on. Yeah. yeah. I'll do that. Uh all right, we got one word. Do we have time for one more? I don't know how we're doing time. We got time. Okay. For sure one. For sure one. All right. So last one. Uh guardian angels. Okay. Interestingly, we're gonna end up with Revelation and Guardian Angels as well. All right. Good. Uh but so we're gonna start here. Uh um if you think about angels in the Bible, angels are throughout, right? There's oh, all yeah. sorts of places in scripture where angels show up. And most people uh, if they're, if you ask them, like, do guardian angels exist in the Bible? They'll just point to those stories, or say, they'll just say yes yeah, without say, pointing to any story. Well, that's also <laughs> possible. But right, if they, if you say like, where in the Bible? They'll say like, oh well, like, look, here's an angel having a conversation with Abraham, or here's an angel doing this yeah. thing. Uh, so when you hear the words guardian angels, what what images are coming okay, up for you? So, in the context I've ever heard guardian angels, yeah. it's like I was millimeters away from a car accident. Yes, and a guardian angel pushed me out of the way you know was was there to protect me grabbed me by the collar yeah. and pulled me back yeah or yeah shifted my car ever so slightly yes uh so that is usually the context that i've heard guardian angels you know the other pop cultural context you might throw a guardian angel is like when i'm pressed with a decision mm-hmm. i've got a little angel dude on my shoulder whispering yeah. in my ear yeah, yeah. how to be good while little devil guy is on the other shoulder whispering yep. in my ear how to be bad. Yeah. You know, that's maybe the other context that you could say, like this is an angel that's whispering to me, that's guiding me through life. Sometimes the idea is like, we've all got one. Mm-hmm. Evidently some are better than others because I missed that car crash, but somebody else didn't. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, some guardian angels are just better at their job yeah. than others. Uh, you know, is that's the implication. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely there. So, yeah. So if you're if you're looking for stories of angels in the Bible, you can definitely find them. Yeah. Um, there's uh, you know, neither of us are going to say angels are not in the Bible. That's uh, not a, sure. a claim we're going to stake. Um, but there are places that uh, we do kind of ask, like, okay, does this mean 
a guardian angel. So Psalm 91 is one that people point to for uh, he referencing God, for God will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Yes. Oh, see there, it's clear, right? As, yeah. cl- as clear as purgatory. It's right there. For sure. um, and then also two interesting passages from Hebrews. Hebrews chapter one, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? And then from Hebrews 13, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for in doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. And so there is this understanding in Scripture um, that angels are all around us and that angels have a role to serve. Yeah. Like, that is definitely something that we see in Scripture. Um, But this concept of, like, guardian angel, of, like, an angel who's there watching your every step, protecting you from this, that, and the other, you're just not going to find evidence of that in Scripture. Agreed. And I think we get into kind of, you know, this is a greater topic, but like in reading the Psalms mm-hmm. and in some passages of the Old Testament, we hear like the word you, yes. we think, I mean, it's me. Right. Because <laughs> I'm the main character. Yeah. So that's who God is talking to. Mm-hmm. The Israelites heard you and they thought that means us. Well, in part because they have the the plural form of that, right? They yeah. have the y'all. And yeah. so that you in in Hebrew is y'all. Yeah. And we, you know, our so, English Bibles have not yet adapted y'all as an appropriate yeah, translation. And, and their understanding of like kind of culture and yes. their their nation and who they are is much more greater of of the plural version of themselves versus yes. the individual self. Yeah. In America, we're incredibly individualistic. So I am matter and I want my dreams to be accomplished. For Israel, it's our dream of Israel should be accomplished. Yeah. And all of us have a part of that. Yeah. So the you oftentimes, especially in the Old Testament, is not an individual, but yep. a nation. Uh, and that changes how you, you know, interpret or read some of these things. So it yes, does. angels are there to guide Israel mm-hmm. into becoming the best versions of itself. Yeah. That it, it didn't really happen. But that doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> angels are there for, you know, Jimmy Israelite <laughs> on his travel through the yeah, desert sure. to make sure he finds an oasis. Poor Jimmy, yeah. 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 Uh, which actually, I, I'm pretty sure Jimmy is not an Israelite name, <laughs> but, you know, could be. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's actually a perfect segue to where we do, like, the, the one place where I would say, like, okay, here's a legitimate argument for a guardian angel is yeah. the beginning of the book of revelation. Yeah. And in the beginning of the book of revelation, we get this story uh, of how the book of revelation came to be. And the author, John has a vision. And part of the vision is these seven lampstands, which we're told represent seven churches mm-hmm. and these seven stars, which we are told represent the seven angels of those seven churches. Yeah. And what seems to be the case in the beginning of the book of revelation is that each of these churches to which John is writing has an angel watching over it, protecting it, guiding sure. it. Like it has an angel assigned to that congregation, which gets to kind of that plural you, right? That mm-hmm. um, perhaps it is as a community, um, there are angels watching over the people of God in different places and times. Sure. And so maybe there's a Lord of life guardian angel. Uh, you know, oh. Revelation would suggest that that is something that we could consider. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, you're going to be hard pressed to find a scripture that says, okay, the angel's on my shoulder. You know, and don't drive faster than your guardian angel can fly, right? So if I'm yeah. going 60 miles an hour, my angel tired out at 30, so I got to slow down. Like sure. you're going to hard, <laughs> yeah. be hard pressed in scripture to find something that supports that. Yeah, 100%. And again, when it comes to the book of Revelation, I'm not planting my flag on anything sure. that's like definite. Yeah. But, so, but I think if you're going to point to evidence of like an angel assigned to be a guardian for a group of people, yeah, that's the best, yeah. best spot you got. Yeah, definitely. My answer to this are there angels who are guardians in this world yes yes <laughs> do they guard humanity 
Probably. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd say yeah. I'd, I'd say yes. Yeah. But does that mean they're guarding you at this moment as you're driving? Listen to this. Yeah. That's a little more. That's that's where I think we're we're taking a logical leap too far to yeah. say definitely, especially with the context that we understand. Some people miss car accidents by yep. millimeters. Some people don't. Yeah. And and I I think. Yeah, where we really get into trouble is exactly what you said earlier, yeah. right? We get into trouble when we say, I was saved from this car accident because my guardian angel saved me, mm-hmm. which implies that person X who was not saved <laughs> was not saved by their guardian yeah. angel. And does that mean they're not worthy of a guardian angel? Does that mean their guardian angel was sleeping at the... Like, that implication for me yeah. is really problematic. Um, now, it doesn't mean that there wasn't an angel with both people in for both sure. scenarios, right? Yeah. Um, but to say, like, my guardian angel saved me and the guardian angel didn't save that person, that's where we... Yeah. Yeah, and you know stories that are out there of people saying, you know, I I was saw an angel, sure. an angel I physically saw them or felt them protecting me. Yeah. Whole I'm, TV series about it. Yeah, touched by an angel. And there yep. you go. Um and I look, I'm I'm a I'm a believer in the supernatural. Absolutely. So, very possible. I'm not here to poo-poo on anybody's, you know, uh yeah. spiritual revelation that they sure. experienced or they they had. Um, I just don't think <coughs> that everybody has a guardian angel. And we don't have scriptural evidence for it. Yeah. Right? If the question is, is it in the Bible? The answer is the no. An- the answer is no. no. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If that's been your experience, go to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Power to you. All right. There, you there go. it is. All right. So we've knocked out three more things. All of them basically not in the Bible. Maybe a little bit. Uh, but hey, if you enjoyed this episode or any of our other episodes, uh, we'll be back next month with a, probably one more round of Is It in the Bible? We have one more that we've talked about. Yeah. We could we, keep going, but we, we at least have one more. That yeah. We've we kind of sold it as a, a summer thing. And I feel like the next episode will come out Labor Day, which is the traditional end of summer. So that seems like an appropriate time to. If it's over 90 degrees, we'll keep on going. You know? So December, we're going <laughs> to keep rolling. <laughs> This is the world we live in. But hey, if you liked these episodes, find them all at beyondsundaypodcast.com. Uh, send us in uh, what you would change your name for, or if you've had uh, cool experiences of uh, guardian angels or dragons yeah, or any of that stuff. We want to hear those stories, too. I'm in for those stories. Yeah, I want absolutely. to hear ghosts, angels, aliens. All the things. I'm all right. about it. Okay. You know, well, you know, like I just like the supernaturally weird stuff. There you so, go. Yeah. Patrick's spinoff podcast, Beyond the Beyond the Natural. Uh, so send those to Beyond Sunday Podcast at gmail.com. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Beyond the